Hi there, today we're going to continue our Big Questions Preach series. Last week we looked at the question of why on earth am I here? And what I share today very much builds on what was looked at last week. So if you haven't had the chance to watch last week's message, uh, do do so at some point. At the end of the day, what Andrew was looking at can be really only answered in two ways. We're we're either here because of random chance. You know, we got incredibly lucky. There's no design, there's no order to it, but our universe and the incredible intricate detail uh, that exists, the balance that exists, that means all of life can exist and flourish. Well, all of that's just down to we are really, really lucky. I mean, however unlikely that may seem, in a sense, that is one option. That's That's an option that many, many people believe. Or the other option is that there is a being, there is a God who created and designed it all. He brought order to it all. And when you, when you look at the probability or the, the chance, I guess, the leap of faith needed to believe the first option, I mean, that the chances of it are so, so small. Maybe believing that there is a God is not quite so ridiculous. Maybe, in actual fact, it's quite a reasonable conclusion when you look at the world. And if there is a God, it therefore makes sense that God made us and he would know the purpose to why he made us and he would reveal it to us. And in a sense, that was a, what Andrew was speaking about last week. This week, we're going to be looking at the whole subject of what is wrong with the world. Now, if you pause for a moment, I'm sure you're going to come up with a, quite a big list. But, but, but having said that, there is a lot of good in the world as well. I mean, just in the last uh, three months through this crisis, we've seen NHS workers laying down their lives for other people. We see neighbours helping one another, people volunteering for charities. It's, It's been absolutely incredible. So there's lots of good in humanity, but there certainly is some stuff that is really, really wrong. And if I gave you a few moments to write down that list... Everyone's list might be a little bit different, but I guess probably everyone might have COVID-19 on there. I mean, that, that's got to go on the wrong list. I mean, it's a disease that is killing so many people right around the world. It's causing pain um, and suffering. Uh, it's, it's awful. That, that definitely shouldn't be in the world. But it's, but it's not the only thing, is it? I mean, you, you look around, there's earthquakes and volcanoes and tsunamis and cancer and, 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 and other brokenness and disease, natural evil. What, what is wrong with the world? Well, definitely that. And then if you pause and think for a minute, well, what about death? Should that be there? That's really wrong, isn't it? I mean, normally death is fairly hidden away. We only come face to face with it when it's personal. Maybe it's a relative that has died or a close personal friend. But, but now we're getting sort of daily updates on, on, on the numbers of people that have died. Over 40,000 people in the UK have died in the last few months due to COVID-19. And, and we get to see, in some cases, their faces and we hear some of their stories. It's, it's wrong. And then, then there are makeshift morgues being set up in hospital grounds. I mean, yeah. We come face to face with our own mortality and it's something we're not used to, particularly in our society. But it's a a reality for every single one of us. We will all face it at some point. But even though that's the case, it, it still feels like an intruder. 
It still feels like it shouldn't be here. What's wrong with the world? Well, definitely death as well. But we find that the wrongness isn't just on the outside of us. It's not just seen in diseases and tsunamis. It's, it's seen, seen in, inside of me. It's, it's actually inside of you. Not maybe everything I'm going to share just now is, is inside of you, but, but, but different reflections of it. When we think about the racism that has come onto the news recently that's existed for centuries and is evil and wrong, it shouldn't be there, should it? It shouldn't be in the world. But, but nor should any form of hate, terror, violence, abuse, murder, none of them, that, they're, they're all wrong in the world. All, all moral evil. Stuff that we as human beings do to one another but also do to our planet as well. I can't remember ever intentionally uh, teaching my boys to do wrong stuff, but, but they had an aptitude for it. They, they took to it like a duck to water. It's sort of like, I guess, in their DNA. I was talking to one of my boys recently. It's a bit of a funny story, actually, but, but it was naughty as well. Um, playing football in the living room. You know, shouldn't be done, even if on occasion it's encouraged by Dad. But there was one time where, 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 where one of my boys kicked the football and he kicked it so hard in the lounge that it flew up, hit the top shelf, knocked a vase off with flowers in it full of water. It went all over the TV. TV never worked again. Shouldn't have been done. There's something within us that wants to push the boundaries. You know, that silly little sign that says, please do not walk on the grass. And we're thinking, well, it doesn't matter if I do. I just cut across there. It's a shortcut. You know, who, who, who are they to tell me that I can't do it? A silly little example, but, 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 but we, often, we often react to authority or being told what to do or what not to do. And so what we find is there is a brokenness that is not just in the choices that we make or in the cards that we've been dealt with, but from our earliest moments, there is something that is out of kilter in our hearts. And that has been the case throughout human history, right across the world. In no place in the world will you find a perfect people. You just won't. Check out societies. Go, go wherever you want. You will not find a perfect people. And the Bible's very aware of this problem, and it calls the problem sin. So in summary of this first section, what we find is that there is a brokenness in the world, both in the natural order of things, but also inside of every human being. But it leads us to the next question, well, why is it broken? Shouldn't, shouldn't things be better than they are? We, we see glimpses of better, but, but, but there is so much bad. Well, we can ask this question in two ways. We're going to do it the same way that Andrew did last week. We're going to answer the question by looking at if there is no God, you know, how does that, why is it broken? But then we're also going to look at if there is a God, why is it broken? So if there is no God, referring back to last week, then we're here by chance. And COVID-19, pandemic and everything else is just, just bad luck. We've just evolved that way. But, you know, these things happen. The stronger survive. There have been pandemics and other disasters in the past there will be more in the future, it's sort of, when you follow the logic, it gets to a pretty hopeless end. And within all of us, we say, no, no, this isn't right. There's something within us that, that cries out, that, that's not right. 
We, we know that life should be sustained at all costs, that it's precious, that it is worth preserving. That's why we've stood on our doorsteps and we've applauded um, the NHS. We've clapped them. Why? Because I may not be able to help them personally, but I'm so grateful for people who are helping them. You know, we, the most vulnerable in society should be looked after. And then we look on the inside and we, we agree that, that it's right to save life. But, but actually, if we're just here by random chance and it's all just a bit meaningless, well, what, why do we feel that it's right to save life unless, unless the world is supposed to be a better place? You see, a random chance universe doesn't give us that hope. The truth of it is a random chance universe says it really doesn't matter. So what about if there is a God? Why is there so much suffering? You know, it makes sense that if we are created by God and we live according to his purpose for which he made us, we would find fulfilment in life and be in a good relationship with him. That's, that's logic. That, that makes sense. If there is a God who's made us and we live as he wants us to, it will all line up right. But imagine if we turned our backs on God. If the whole world turned its back on God. Imagine if the world and all humanity decided that it was not created by God, that it was not valuable in God's sight, that it had no purpose, that it was not made in the image of God. If, if all of humanity rejected God, then I guess we'd have to find our own way. We'd have to work it out for ourselves. And as Andrew said last week, I guess a logical conclusion is we try and maximise our pleasure and we minimise our pain. But what happens when my desire to maximise pleasure causes pain for someone else? What gives? Is it my pleasure that has to give? Or do they have to put up with the pain that's inflicted upon them? It's, it's messy. It's, it's not simple. It doesn't really stack up. I mean, what about a business owner who pursues the pleasure of increased profits by cutting corners? Employees face the pain of unsafe working. Customers face the pain of goods and products that just aren't fit for purpose. In that case... It's not a pleasure, pleasure situation for everyone involved. It's, it might be pleasure for the, the business owner, but it's pain for others. What about in relationships, where one partner in a relationship gets bored and so pursues the pleasure of someone else? Their other half feels the pain of rejection and abandonment. It isn't a win-win. It isn't pleasure, pleasure. It's actually pleasure and pain and the brokenness increases. What's wrong with the world? The Bible teaches us that there is a God and that we have been made according to his plan and for his purpose. But when we reject him and his plan, it, it's sin. And we get ourselves into this terrible, terrible state. So is there a solution? The Bible teaches that there is a solution. And that the world we're in was made good. That the wrong we've been looking at was never part of the original plan. It came in because we as human beings chose to live independently from God. 
We moved away from that original plan and that affected every human being, but also the planet as well. Now, there's lots of ideas as to how we can come out of a solution. Maybe, maybe better politics. Well, you know, our politicians have been trying, but maybe sometimes they're trying to fix problems that are just above their pay grade. Maybe they just can't do it. Well, what about more science or technology? Maybe, maybe that will work. Well, we've got better science now than we've ever had, and we've got more cleverer technology than we've ever had, but, but I don't think the world's a better place. If anything, it seems to be more confused and more messed up. What, what, what about education? Well, education is really, really good, but is it going to solve these deepest problems that we're facing? I, I don't know. I don't think so. What about relationships? Interconnectivity, equality. Well, definitely we want to pursue equality and fight inequality, but, but is that going to solve the deepest problems that we've got? What about freedom for everyone to follow their own path, to truly be who they are? Well, Again, that's not, so, not necessarily bad in itself, but is it going to meet these deep needs? I, I don't think so. Will any of these bring the lasting change that we're looking for? If we're honest, we don't think they will. The underlying issue to all that is wrong and broken in the world is that we're trying to live without God. We're trying to live independently from him. The Bible offers hope. The creator God has a plan. The promise and the reality of a changed heart, a new creation. He would do what we were unable to do, fix the issues of sin in the world. And that's why Jesus came, to undo the disaster of sin, to reverse its effects, both at a big level, but right down into what goes on inside of us as well. We also find out that Jesus didn't just stand aloof from the brokenness of this world. In actual fact, he lived in the midst of it, suffered unjustly because of it. We don't, we don't have a God who doesn't understand. A Christian isn't someone who has solved the problem of brokenness and suffering, but is one who has come to know and love the God who has suffered for us. The world is broken, but God cares about it and has made a way for us to come to know him, for things to be restored to their original purpose and plan. Next week, Paul's going to look at whether the solution to the world's problems is found in Jesus. It's going to be more focused around him. If you want to explore more around these questions... Why not sign up for the Alpha that you've already heard about today? You can do that by contacting us on hello at kings1066.org. Why is the world broken? Well, the Bible says it's because we as humanity have turned our backs on God. I want to leave you with a quote from C.S. Lewis. He was a, a great writer from the last century, and I... It's, it's a bit provoking, but I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping it will do you good. This is what he says. We can ignore even pleasure, but pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, 
but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. God cares about our pain and he cares massively about our suffering. But maybe the COVID-19 crisis is acting a little bit like a huge loudspeaker, causing us to ask big questions, causing us to look to God. Let me just pray. Lord, I want to thank you so much for your goodness and your grace and your kindness to us. I want to thank you, um, Lord, that you never let us go. I want to pray right now that you will come alongside every single person who is asking big questions at the moment. I pray, Lord, that you, re- you will reveal something of yourself to them. I pray for those that are in time of suffering and difficulty at the moment. I pray they will know the peace and the comfort that only you can bring. We pray that in your precious name, Jesus. Amen.